November to you. Welcome into the November 1st edition of Y'all. We turn the calendar to a new month of the Y'all Show with your host, John Rawl. Well, everybody coming down from a sugar buzz from last night. If you went trick-or-treating, hopefully you made it through just fine and you got plenty of candy. And it'll get you through, well, at least through the month of November. And before long, we'll know that you got Christmas candy and treats coming your way, too. I don't think we normally associate Thanksgiving and candy, so that's good news. I I do have to think of, though, the old fruitcake that is given out this time of year now that we're into November. Please don't put that in my stocking if you can help it. But yeah, welcome into y'all. Our number is 803-816-1170. And coming up this hour of the Y'all Show, we'll have our Festive South. We've got some events going on this weekend and next weekend across the region. If you want to make plans to get out of the house and go do some cool stuff, well, we have a couple places we'll tell you about. Plus, it's a national holiday on Saturday. It's National Pumpkin Destruction Day. (laughs) Did you know there was such a holiday? Yes, there is. Well, I guess it's a holiday. At least it is in The Rock, Georgia. That's a real town called The Rock. And in that town, there is The Rock Ranch, which is a wonderful place that helps young people of foster children and a representative from that will be coming on to tell you about this weekend's national pumpkin destruction day in georgia and you will want to go there and it's byop bring your own pumpkin go get rid of your pumpkin in a humane way and have fun doing it so that is our dixie destination the rock georgia and the national pumpkin destruction day taking place Saturday. (laughs) Sounds like a lot of fun. Don't know how much destruction will be going on in Death Valley, Baton Rouge, Louisiana Saturday night, but that's where LSU and number one Alabama face off. LSU number three in the latest college football playoff rankings. And of course, Bama number one. So you got one versus three in this huge SEC West clash. And in hour two, we'll break it all down in our SEC spotlight. And you know what? That's not the only big game in the Southeastern Conference this weekend as Georgia and Kentucky face off in Lexington and the winner of that contest will get to play in the SEC championship game. So Kentucky is a heartbeat away from punching their first berth into an SEC championship for football and that is an amazing feat and if they are able to do that that means the only East team to never have gone to Atlanta would have been Vanderbilt. Now, on the west side, there's at least two teams that I'm aware of. Mississippi and Texas A&M have not been to Atlanta. But even Missouri, which is a relative newcomer, has made it to Atlanta. And, and of course, now with Kentucky potentially going huge, huge game for both Georgia, Kentucky, as well as LSU, Alabama this weekend. Plus, we're going to hear from Tommy Tuberville, the former coach at Ole Miss, and then went on to go to Auburn and coach them before going to Texas Tech and Cincinnati. He was on our sister show this week for Aggie fans, Maroon and White Report, and we're going to hear the coach talk about college football. Good to hear Tommy Tuberville on the radio, and we'll hear some of that in our SEC spotlight. And one of the things he talks about is another game going on in the SEC this weekend, Texas A&M traveling to the Plains to take on the Auburn Tigers. These two teams at least of late, have underperformed, although Auburn did get a big win in Oxford a couple of weeks ago, so we'll give them some love. But we'll have Tommy Turville mixed in with some other audio from the SEC world in our SEC Spotlight 
in hour two. Plus, we'll take a look at new books. Yeah, we have some great selections that are just now coming out. If you're a book reader, we'll have our Buy the Book Spotlight at the start of hour two right here on today's Y'all Show. Now, what's going on in y'all world? Well, first off, we want to let you know we don't do weather that often here on the show, but there's potential for severe weather across the deep south today. We saw some bad weather go through parts of Tennessee and Arkansas last night. Now the threat is moving eastward, and the Storm Prediction Center said there's a slight risk of severe weather Thursday along the Atlantic coast eastward into the uh, also on the Florida Panhandle, and it goes up into Mississippi, Alabama, and southwest Georgia. Some areas could get as much as four inches of rain, but also the threat of tornadoes. So wherever you are, if you're in Mississippi, Alabama, parts of Florida, and in southwest Georgia, keep your eye on the radar today and, and be close to a television and, and, and heed the warnings because it is getting a little rough out there with the change of seasons going from cold to hot back to cold. Mother Nature does not like those kind of shifts. President Trump has hardened his stance on the Mexican border, and as he was going to his helicopter to go to Florida for a campaign rally near Fort Myers last night, he mentioned that potentially up to 15,000 actual forces, actual armed forces, could serve on the border and assist in thwarting off the caravan that's coming. These are not 15,000 reservists or National Guardsmen. These are active duty members of the U.S. military could end up being deployed in an effort to stop the caravan. And it's not just one caravan. There's two that we know of going on right now from Central America. So that that was a little bit of a a, a little bit of a head scratcher when the president mentioned up to fifteen thousand. I think he said somewhere between ten and fifteen, but still, not 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 really expected to be more than five. And he's now saying it could rise to be more like fifteen. Several gr- groups, including the ACLU, have accused Trump of politicizing the military ahead of next week's congressional elections, with his plans to use active military personnel to buttress border patrol efforts. But the caravan keeps on coming. Expected to hit the border actually after the election, but that's something to keep an eye on. That That is getting a lot of attention right now. And frankly, it's getting attention for Trump's sake away from the economy. Maybe he'll do a turn back to the economy before next week's general election. But the Democrats are seizing on this chaos on the border to try to get votes. Jimmy Buffett is trying to get votes for Democrats, and he's putting on a free concert and a rally for Florida gubernatorial candidate Andrew Gillum and Senate candidate Senator Nelson. And this is going to take place ahead of next week's midterm election. The Florida Democratic Party announced that Buffett will perform a short acoustic set at the Meyer Amphitheater during a rally with with Gillum and Nelson coming on Saturday. And this will be in West Palm Beach, Florida, this weekend. Jimmy Buffett, you know, he did this a couple months ago during the primaries on the Democratic side, and now he's weighing in on the general election coming out in support of Senator Nelson and the mayor of Tallahassee, Gillum, lending his support to them. I guess it's not a bad thing to have Jimmy Buffett on your side. The event starts at 2 p.m. It's free and open to the public. So parrot heads who are Democrats, you're in luck, as Jimmy Buffett will be supporting the re-election of Senator Bill Nelson and the first-time election, if if elected, of Andrew Gillum, mayor of Tallahassee. 
Now, Oprah Winfrey is coming south, and she's going to help out, try to, in, in the state of Georgia at least, with a star-studded closing act in support of Stacey Abrams, who is the Democratic nominee in the state of Georgia. And Oprah and Abrams are going to have a town hall-style event going on Thursday of this week, and that's the same day that Vice President Mike Pence is coming to Georgia for several rallies with Republican nominee Brian Kemp. But yeah, Oprah Winfrey getting in on the state election going on in Georgia with Stacey Abrams, potentially the first black female governor if elected in American history. 275 homes are going to change counties in the state of South Carolina. This comes after uh, an era that goes back 121 years was discovered. And this will cause 300 homes to move from Dorchester County, which is near Charleston, to Berkeley County. Both counties actually border Charleston County. And the boundary is going to shift, and that's going to give Berkeley County an additional $250,000 in annual property taxes, most of which will go toward its school district. And the mapping error is believed to have been made by surveyors around the time Dorchester County was created way back in 1897. Officials have known about the error for decades, but only recently came to an agreement over the roughly 3,000 acres of land. You don't see that too often of boundaries changing decades or centuries after they are first established. But, but believe it or not, there's a lot of surveying errors that have gone on in American history. Go look, for example, at the state of Tennessee. You think that northern border is a nice straight line, but actually there's a couple places where it changes, and that's all because of surveying errors and such. Even out in far west Tennessee, in, on the border with the Mississippi River, there's a dip down there, and there's actually a, a portion of Kentucky not caused by surveying error because of the river shifting during the earthquake. I'm, I'm fascinated by maps and boundaries and such. And so, yeah, 275 folks are going to be switching from Dorchester to Berkeley County in South Carolina, resolving a map error. A suspect in a grocery store shooting has now been indicted on murder charges. This is the man last week outside of Louisville, Kentucky, who Gregory Bush has been arraigned on two counts of murder and 10 counts of wanton endangerment. Remember, he's the guy that went into a Kroger, shot and killed a person and killed another person in the parking lot, and it was racially motivated. I don't see yet where he's been charged with a hate crime, but his case is going to go to the Jefferson County, Kentucky Circuit Court in Louisville. And there's surveillance video of him entering a historically black church minutes before the Kroger shootings, but was not able to enter the church. So he goes to the Kroger and kills these two innocent black people. And this man is a 51-year-old Gregory Bush there in Kentucky, and he's been indicted on murder charges now. Tennessee is scheduled to execute Edmund Zagorski today, and he's now on death watch. And what's crazy about this case is he's going to be electrocuted, and the maker of the electric chair has come out and said that they don't expect the chair to actually go as planned. They think that the chair, which was built by Fred Lutcher, a self-taught execution expert whose reputation was tainted by a claim that there was no gas chambers at Auschwitz. Uh, it will be it's kind of strange there. But yeah, the maker of the chair has come out and pretty much tried to put a stop to the planned execution. 
because an electric chair has not been used in Tennessee since 2007, and folks are worried that it, it might not work as planned. That could be a horrible thing. Kind of reminds you of the movie The Green Mile in that scene there where the electric chair was sabotaged, actually, in that make-believe movie, which actually was filmed in Nashville. It was actually filmed at the old prison there in Music City. So kind of a strange connection there. But yes, this man expected to be executed via the electric chair tonight. We've told you about him before on our show, but I haven't seen uh, until today the issue going on with the electric chair being a potential problem. In Birmingham, they were supposed to have the SWAC championship game. That is the FCS Division of Football's Conference for Historically Black Schools in Mississippi, Alabama, Arkansas, and Texas. They were supposed to have their championship game there in early December, but it's now going to get moved to an on-campus site, and that's because UAB from Conference USA, which plays in Legion Field, is doing so well that they expect to host a CUSA championship game on that same day, and Legion Field just couldn't handle both SWAC championship games and a CUSA championship game, so the SWAC has said, okay, we're just going to go have our conference championship at an on-campus, on-site place. So if you're looking to go to BHAM for the SWAC championship, it will not happen this year. I know there's some debate about where the SWAC game may be in the future, but for this year it was scheduled for Legion Field. Not going to happen now. If you're a fan of historically black college football, not going to happen in Legion Field this year at least. In Little Rock, a Burger King restaurant was robbed during the middle of the night, or I guess it was burglaries more than a robbery, but surveillance video shows a suspect going into this Burger King in Little Rock. Instead of taking money, he, he threw a rock through the front door, and then he goes directly to the freezer of this Burger King and takes two boxes of patties and then leaves the store. So a ham burglar, all he wanted was two boxes of delicious Whopper meat, I guess is what he was looking for. That's what happens when you break in at 1.30 in the morning, it looks like, when this happened at Markham Street in Little Rock. A hamburger burglar looking for some Whoppers, frozen Whoppers at that. Hey, if you want to go deer hunting in the state of Texas, you're likely to see less deer this year. Deer hunting season in the Lone Star State opens this weekend on Saturday to be exact, and it runs November 3rd through January 6th in North Texas and all the way up until January 20th in South Texas. And although hunters are going to see greener pastures, greener pastures, the fewer deer come to the feeders in, the, in November when the general season kicks off. And this is because of dry conditions earlier this summer. Hunters could be pleasantly surprised with the antler quality of bucks that they do find. An abundance of new plant growth flooding the Texas landscape with green in the aftermath of the recent storms should provide a boost for white-tailed deer, according to Texas Parks and Wildlife Department officials. So, unfortunately, for Texas deer hunters, which I know it's a big deal in the Lone Star State to go deer hunting, maybe slim pickings this year. Now, our latest D-U-M-M candidate. And this goes to a man in Florida who climbed down a well. This is a deep subject, y'all. Y'all ready for a deep subject here on the Y'all Show? Well, here you go. A Florida man has climbed down a well to say that he did it, 
And then he ends up getting trapped. What a doofus. This happened in central Florida as firefighters had to go rescue the man who climbed down this 30-foot deep well, undertaking the adventure allegedly because he wanted to see say that he did it. Well, congratulations as this man in Volusia County, Florida, caused the fire department officials to have to come out and save his skin. I don't have his name, so that's good news for him. The man suffered scrapes and scratches and was checked by paramedics at the scene. Going to be okay, but yeah, I'm not going into any hole, much less a well, an abandoned well, just to say that I did it. Not a very good, smart plan. Perhaps he was under the influence of something, and that caused his stupid decision-making. When we come back on the Y'all Show, it is time for Festive South. We've got some doozies going around the southeast this weekend and next weekend as well. If you want to get out on the highway and go to a really cool festival, well, we've got a few that are going to be awesome. We'll tell you about that. Plus, later this hour, go to Georgia this weekend. If you've got a pumpkin and you're ready to get off, blow off some steam, it's National Pumpkin Destruction Day. And we'll tell you about all this fun that goes on at this festival, an event, really, a national holiday. We've got the whole breakdown of National Pumpkin Destruction Day coming up later this hour on The Y'all Show with John Rawl. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than $0.02 per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. This here is the story of Lawrence, who always wanted to play pro football. His parents supported his love of the game, sent him to special camps, and then in college. Pro scouts came to a bunch of games where Lawrence was playing the trumpet at halftime. Yeah, Lawrence was never that good at football, gave up by the time he got to college. But he also learned how Geico could save him a lot of money on car insurance, so he switched and saved. So, this here story has a happy ending after all. Baby, it's hard 
are back on the Y'all Show talking with a Southern accent. And we talk with a Southern accent, too, because our talk is focused on the South. We're proud of the South. We promote the South. And we know you love the South, too. That's why you're listening to us on one of our great stations across the Southeast. Or you're catching us in the iTunes podcast. Or maybe you're getting us on any of the other podcast platforms available on social media. Thank you for listening to the show all about Dixie. Well, in Dixie, we love to get out of our comfort zone from time to time and go do fun stuff, go to festivals and such. We don't have as many, I don't think, in the month of November like we might have in, let's say, September, October, or even in the springtime. But we have a festive South, okay? And here on the Y'all Show, we like to promote what we call Festive South, where we take a look at activities going on, places you can go check out. Maybe maybe you've got a friend or family member in a place that we're going to tell you about and say, hey, did you hear about what's going on in your neck of the woods this weekend? Well, here on Festive South, we like to show you what all's going on. And we'll start off in Stewart, Florida, just north of Palm Beach. And this weekend, it's the 29th annual Stewart Air Show going on on the Atlantic coast of Florida. You go to stewartairshow.com for all the good details. This is an event that goes on all the way until Sunday. Wow, 29 years of the Stewart Air Show. And I know that I've got friends and, and even family members who have property in that part of Florida. And it looks like a fun time, especially if you're into aviation. And I, I've never been to an air show. I love military history. I love it. Absolutely obsessed with it. Always have been. But for whatever reason, I haven't found myself at an air show. And I know there's a lot of really cool old military aircraft, these air shows that go on across the country. And I'm sure there's other activities that aren't even about aircraft at these types of shows. So I need to get my gear in rear and check out one of these air shows. And perhaps you've been to one. And if you're a veteran of the United States Air Force or maybe a naval aviator, we appreciate your service. And I'm sure you're all too familiar with these air shows. But yeah, Stewart, Florida, this weekend, it's the 29th annual Stewart Air Show. In the Panhandle of Florida, in Pensacola, it's the Great Gulf Coast Arts Festival taking place this weekend. The website to learn more about that is ggaf.org. Great Gulf Coast Arts Festival, ggaf.org. Hey, Arts and the Emerald Coast. What a great combination. And in Pensacola, they have wonderful beaches. I don't know what the current temp of the water is, but it's probably still good enough to go out and wade in. Maybe you don't want to go head first in early November in in the Gulf, but it may be just fine. I'm not sure, but it's going to look pretty regardless. And to mix in that with some arts, yeah, good stuff in Pensacola this weekend. Escambia County, Florida, a good place to go. Clayton, North Carolina has got the shindig going on this weekend. Go to theshindig.net for more info. That's S-H-I-N-D-I-G dot net. And you can learn so much more about this event that's really a music festival. And their, their, their tagline is Music for Your Beers. And it takes over beautiful historic downtown Clayton, N.C. this weekend. You can go to the website, theshindig.net and get the full lineup of musical acts and more. But yeah, that looks like a whole lot of fun going on in North Carolina, in Clayton, North Carolina, and the Shindig Festival. 
Now let's mosey on to next weekend across the southeast. And starting November 7th through the 11th in Wilmington, North Carolina, it's the Kukaloris Film Festival. And that is kukaloris.org. That's C-U-C-A-L-O-R-U-S.org. A lot of activities going on there in eastern North Carolina. Check it out. Been going on a long time. In Myrtle Beach, just down the Atlantic coast from Wilmington, next weekend, it's the Dickens Christmas Show and Festivals. Go to dickenschristmasshow.com for more info. Yeah, my first Christmas reference of 2018 right here today on the Y'all Show. Yeah, we're going to have a lot more Christmas talk coming your way for sure. November 8th through the 18th, it's the Frank Brown International Songwriters Festival taking place in Pensacola, Florida. FBISF.com is where you can go for more information. All sounds good to me. Now, there's a huge event going on in Georgia this coming weekend. And if you've got a pumpkin and you don't know what to do with it, well, we have the solution. It's National Pumpkin Destruction Day. And in The Rock, Georgia, they know exactly how to help you out and have a whole lot of fun doing it. And when we come back, we're going to have an awesome interview with The Rock Ranch's spokesperson there, Adam Pugh. And that is coming up next, National Pumpkin Destruction Day Talk. Y'all, this is the Y'all Show. Are you putting your retirement savings in a 401k, IRA, or investment account? Then I have one word of advice. Stop. Many experts warn of a stock market crash any day now. And if it's anything like the last two crashes, you could lose 50% or more of your hard-earned savings in the Wall Street casino. Can you afford to lose half of your retirement savings again? Hey, you don't have to lose a penny because there's a better, safer way to save for retirement. And you can learn all about it in a free report. This is the report Wall Street and big banks desperately hope you never see. Why? Because this method continues to grow your money even when the market tumbles. It lets you take back control of your money and finances and it gives you penalty free access to your savings plus it beats the pants off any 401k or ira these are uncertain times so get the information you need today to guarantee your retirement security to get this free report go to bankonyourself.com right now that's bankonyourself.com bankonyourself.com i can't believe it that we're playing four and four basketball with a barbershop quartet Pass the ball, pass the rock. We're open, just pass the ball. No, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with Geico. Believe it, Geico could save you 15% or more on car insurance. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than $0.02 per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313.
This is the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent here on a Thursday. And we are back here in our Festive South feature. And today we go to Georgia for our Dixie destination. And how about this? We're going to The Rock, Georgia. Not making this up. And I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, I learned about some key holidays. You got Christmas. You got New Year's Day. You got July 4th. Well, somehow or another, I missed out on this big holiday, and I'm looking forward to celebrating it for the first time this weekend, because Saturday is National Pumpkin Destruction Day, and in The Rock, Georgia, you can go and partake and have all the pumpkin smashing you want, and we're going to welcome in from The Rock, Georgia, Adam Pugh. Hello. Welcome into the Y'all Show, sir. All right, thank you much. And happy happy National Pumpkin Destruction Day to you. Absolutely. It's a fun time of the year. We're real excited about it. So this is a, a legitimate national holiday now. It's, <laughs> it's something that, that we invented. So it's fun times. Yeah, well, I'm excited. Now, tell us about the Rock Ranch. That is an organization and a place that you represent. What is that? And it looks like you do something besides just destroy pumpkins there. Yes, sir. So we uh, we're a fifteen hundred acre cattle ranch and uh, and family destination. So we started back in nineteen eighty nine. Truett Cathy, the founder of Chick Fil A, purchased this property to be a foster home for kids, and we still are a foster home location. We've got two foster homes on the property that are part of the Windshape Foundation. Uh, we were the first property purchased uh, to for that purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are now 13 foster homes. And so Truett realized that there were a bunch of good kids that just didn't have a, a real good parental situation. They just needed somebody to love them and, and give them a good example. And so these kids, uh, you know, they're different colors, different DNA, but they all call each other mom, dad, brother, sister. And their parents are, that's their job is to be full-time parents. And um, this is a forever home. So when they get 18, they don't age out. This this is grandma and grandpa, you know, when, when they grow up and have kids. So really neat program. And, and we evolved from that origin back in 1989 to to be good stewards of this land and share it with as many people as we can. And and so our, our, our purpose statement is uniting families with the land and each other. So we want to connect them back to, to agriculture, to, to our roots, to get them out in the country for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to say we're an hour from everywhere. So we're an hour from Atlanta. We're an hour from Macon, Warner Robins, and we're an hour from Fort Benning and Columbus, Georgia, uh, and other, you know, South Atlanta uh, suburbs like Noonan and McDonough and uh, Fayetteville. Right. Um, so, you know, we want to get people to come out here and spend time with us. So, so we do big public festivals. We do educational school field trips where we teach them curriculum-based uh, programming where we kind of trick them into learning a little something while they're having fun. And it, just like we trick families into exercising a little bit while they're having fun. Uh, and then we also do big company picnics and, and corporate events. Uh, we've done, you know, seminars and and conferences and and we've we've filmed a movie out here before we've done steve harvey's national mentorship camp for boys the last couple years so we just try to be creative and use this property to do the most good for the most people um it's it's just a place for families and we just want to share it with folks you know teach them and 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 create lifelong memories and that's kind of how pumpkin destruction day came about Uh, back in 2007 
we, we had a pumpkin patch and, uh, and we didn't sell about half of our pumpkins in our pumpkin patch. We were, we were kind of early on in our, in our family entertainment operation. That was, uh, we, we started what we call fall family fun days, which is a, a fall festival every Saturday with a specific theme, uh, in 2006. And, and so 07, a lot of people didn't know about us and, and a lot of people would argue that we're still a, a best kept secret hidden gem and, and we're, we're trying hard to let people know that we're here so they can come see us. But uh, anyway, that, that half, half a pumpkin patch of pumpkins, we wanted to, to be good stewards of that as well. We didn't want to just throw them in the dump. Mm-hmm. We wanted to teach people that it's, it's, uh, it's good stewardship to, to compost things and, and keep things out of the landfill. Uh, and, and so, uh, I talked to Jeff Manley, our general manager. I'm, I'm the number two guy. I'm in charge of all the fun. I'm operations and marketing. Hey, I want, here. I want your job. <laughs> I hear you, man. So it's fun times. And, um, so we, we kind of, I pitched an idea to him. I said, Hey, what, you know, we have a hard time keeping people from smashing these pumpkins when we're trying to sell them, you know, kids trip on them, sit on them, kick them, pick them up and drop them why don't we have a whole festival and just have fun smashing them? Just invite people to come out. We're going to compost them anyway. Let's bust them up a little bit and teach people about composting a little bit and, and let them have fun smashing them. And so uh, 2007, we did that. And every year since then, uh, it, it it has grown. And uh, about six years ago, a group out of New York called Chase's Calendar of Events, they kind of have created a publication that serves as the the, the master list of all the obscure holidays, you know, like hot chocolate day and, and administrative assistance day and you know, all the different holidays that, that you hear about. Uh, and they designated the Saturday after Halloween as national pumpkin destruction day. And so now, uh, not only we are, are having fun with this, but there are at least, you know, 15 or 20 other farms, uh, that, that do what we do, agritourism, agriculture and tourism, um, that are celebrating pumpkin destruction day. And, and so it's a lot of fun. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's cool because you get to go smash stuff and who doesn't like that. Um, but it's also, you know, good stewardship because just here at the rock ranch, we kept 6,600 pumpkins out of the landfills last year. And if you multiply that by 15 or 20, you know, we're making a little bit of a, of an impact uh, in, in terms of, uh, you know, recycling something and, instead of uh, just throwing it in the in the in the trash. Wow, we're visiting with Adam Pugh of the Rock Ranch. You can go to the website therockranch.com and learn more about how this place does an amazing job in Georgia. They're near Thomaston, Georgia. Thomaston is what an hour you said south of Atlanta, kind of uh, south right. southwest of Atlanta, Thomaston, Georgia. Don't be confused with Thomasville, Georgia. Thomasville is almost in Florida. And it's not Thompson, Georgia, near Augusta. It's Thomaston, Georgia. And that's where The Rock is located. Although The Rock is a real place. Do you all have a post office? The Rock, Georgia post office? We do have a post office. How about that? There's a, it's, a, it's a neat piece of our history, uh, how we got that name. But it, we were our town is named after a, a rock. And, uh, <laughs> back in the early uh, 1800s, a, a fella started, uh, started getting mail delivered to a hole in a rock by the stagecoach in the train and that grew and about four counties would come to the rock by horse and buggy to get their mail and but we do have a post office it's a it's a unique little spot and um you know it's 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 a neat neat piece of country we're right smack in the middle of georgia we're we're exit 201 off i-75 
Okay. Um, but it, and it's easy for folks to get to and, and spend the whole day. And, and typically you can come and spend, you know, eight, 10 hours here and, and not, not do everything. So we, that's what intentionally we've tried to, to develop, uh, that type of, uh, of an experience where you can come and, uh, have fun with your family all day long. So you want to hear about some of the cool ways we smash pumpkins? Yeah, I do. I do want to point out, I'm glad to hear that you all are named after an actual rock instead of you named it in honor of a certain wrestler slash actor. That's good to know <laughs> there. Yes, Adam, tell us, how in the world do you actually participate in National Pumpkin Destruction Day? How does that happen? Now, and I'll tell you all about that, but it's funny that you reference Dwayne Johnson, the rock. We, uh, we actually put his face in our corn maze two years ago, and that happened to be the year that he was voted sexiest man in the world by People Magazine. And oh. so we, we joked that we had the sexiest corn maze in the world. <laughs> but, and then, ironically, the very next year, uh, last last April, we filmed a pretty significant portion of the movie Rampage out here, which was starring Dwayne Johnson. And we were really hopeful to get The Rock in The Rock, but the scenes we filmed were before they called in uh, the rock to save the world. But, but, um, he, he did autograph uh, the rock city limit sign for us. Did he? Uh, All right. Yeah. We, we hope to get him down here. He's, he's, uh, he's a pretty cool fella, but, um, so pumpkin destruction day, uh, we have, uh, monster trucks, you know, uh -huh. cause what, what better to destroy something than a, than a big old truck. But this is a, it's a professional monster truck that tours and, and does, you know, the monster truck circuit shows all over. And, um, so we've, we've got that. That's a, a, a fun way to smash pumpkins. They, uh, uh, the, the monster trucks, uh, do car crushing shows and also smash pumpkins for six bucks. You can get a ride in a special modified monster truck that, that is a, a ride truck, uh, that's outfitted with racing seats and, and, and racing harnesses in the bed of the truck. So they'll actually climb upstairs into the, the truck and, and, and take rides in it so that's a fun opportunity uh we have pumpkin bombing airplanes Ooh. we take people up 40 feet and it, on on lift cranes and they're they're harnessed in and they're able to throw their pumpkins off of the lift cranes we've got pumpkin bowling we've got the big wooden mallets so people can uh, smash them gallagher style uh with with the mallets we have pumpkin archery uh pumpkin darts we uh we use uh we have a pumpkin explosion and, and so that's that's kind of fun and then and then one of the things that we're kind of famous for we've got a pumpkin cannon that we can shoot a pumpkin about a mile um we typically don't shoot it that far we we want it's kind of anticlimactic we want to shoot it where it'll land within eyesight but we shoot it really high and and we probably shoot them uh about five, 600 yards, you know, and, and, and so you see the pumpkin go out and, and splat out in a cow pasture, but it's quite impressive. It's a 60s model uh, American LaFrance ladder truck, fire truck that we have converted. Instead of a ladder now, it's got a 10-inch a uh, gun barrel pipe, <laughs> uh, and, and, and with a hydraulic door, you can breech load it, and it's all pneumatic. It's compressed air. Uh, we, we pull kids and different folks out of the audience to, to, you know, we do a countdown and they press the button and, and fire the pumpkins out. Uh, and for this specific event, we've got a, a tour bus, an old uh, tour bus that no longer runs, and we sit it out in the pasture and try to 
try to shoot it with pumpkins and <laughs> try to blow up the bus. So uh, we, we have a lot of fun. It's, it's a great time, you know, and that's, that's just the special pumpkin stuff. Uh, and that's in addition to 25 other attractions uh, and two, two live bands that'll be playing throughout the day. Um, we have bungee trampolines that the kids can jump on and that's included in the admission. We've got a, a locomotive train. We've got uh, pony rides and paddle boats and cane pole fishing, uh, tiny town, which is a children's playhouse community. We've got a, a sports zone where you can uh, kick soccer balls at targets and shoot basketball, play ski ball. Um, there's a speed pitch where you throw the baseballs and it, uh, you know, tells you how hard you can throw a baseball. We've got gemstone mining, a corn maze, um, 55 foot tall rock climbing tower. We've got zip lines that are uh, among the the most affordable, uh, least expensive in in the southeast for sure. Uh, but we try to make it where uh, a family can do the zip lines without taking out a loan. So we've got two 1400 foot zip lines that are 1275. To ride those and, and two 800 foot zip lines is eight bucks mm. so that's a whole lot cheaper than most folks and uh that that is one thing that costs extra but everything else i'm naming off is included in a in a 15 dollars admission price so you can come play all day do all that stuff as many times as you want to uh and and just have a big time with your family and adam it's 15 for adults and children alike it is if, if you're if you're very small if you're under three it's free okay but everybody three and ups 15 bucks and okay. um you know and, and, and again that that allows you you know it doesn't cost extra for the locomotive train or the pony rides or all of that's included and you just it's you know, come and play all day long and wear yourselves out we've got six different concession stands where folks can go and buy good food home cooked, you know ribs corn on the cob pulled pork sandwiches uh, turkey legs, hamburgers, of course, Chick-fil-A sandwiches. We have <laughs> our own Chick-fil-A kitchen here. Um, good stuff like funnel cakes and uh, and kettle corn and ice cream. Uh, but yeah, so there's there's the whole gamut. Or you can get healthy healthier options, you know, like like a chicken wrap or um, you know chicken tenders, whatever you might. Right. Uh, you know, have a have a craving for, we can probably fix you up. Again, this is National Pumpkin Destruction Day taking place at the Rock Ranch. You can go to therockranch.com, and that's this Saturday, $15 admission charge. It starts at 10 o'clock in the morning and runs till 8 o'clock at night, and this is just outside of Thomaston, Georgia. Going to be a fun day. And, Adam, if you come out of there bored, if you go to your <laughs> pumpkin destruction day and you end up being bored you've got some serious problems there's definitely a lot going on for pumpkin destruction day and we uh, we've got crews starting tomorrow that'll be going all over the state i've got three different crews with trucks and trailers uh, and we've got a, a a network of pumpkin patches and churches and home depot stores um, and, and they'll give us their leftover unsold pumpkins and 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 we we gather them all in and and of course, we have a pumpkin patch, but then after Halloween, we buy a whole bunch more pumpkins mm-hmm. uh, in addition to the ones that, that folks, you know, donate. And so we stage a whole bunch of pumpkins here uh, for families to come out and smash. But then we also say, you know, BYOP. So if you've got a jack-o'-lantern on your front porch, don't don't put it out for the garbage man. Bring, bring your pumpkin. And we like to tell folks, we want you to smash it. Don't trash it. Yes. So, so, so bring your pumpkin down here. We'll have a, a big wagon 
right at the gate where if it's uh you know if it's if you don't want to carry it around you can put it in that wagon and we'll stage it for the monster truck to run over uh if if you got a special pumpkin that you want to throw off the the 40 foot tall lifts um you can carry it up to the lift with you and and uh, and throw your pumpkin off it's it's kind of cute some some kids enjoy telling their pumpkin bye and <laughs> throwing it off and watching it splat yep but, uh, i had no it's, idea it's, that it's a fun day I had no idea that pumpkins were congesting landfills and such like that. They, I guess, they just don't, they don't erode that quickly. Is that right? Well, you know, I mean, the, the landfills are full of everything, and and it's it's ironic that I know anything about this, but I actually did a little bit of a study on it in college. And uh, what happens is in the landfills when you put things that are easy to biodegrade, like like pumpkins and 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 food waste. Um, it gets in there with a lot of things like styrofoam and plastic and things that, that can't biodegrade. And so the, the bacteria in there, it, it, it doesn't differentiate on what it's trying to break down. And so some of that bacteria is working on plastics and, and, and things that don't biodegrade. And, and, and so you might have a banana peel sitting there that's been there since 1985. Uh, but, but the bacteria is just sort of overwhelmed because it's got so much to try to break down. Whereas if you throw a pumpkin out, you know, in a, in a, in a big hole, uh, you know, and stir it with a backhoe, uh, once or twice, then you've got nice, fresh, fertile dirt, uh, in a hurry. Hmm. Yeah. You know, so it just depends on the environment that it's in as to how, how fast it can decompose. So, and, and also if you, if you put it in a plastic trash bag where it doesn't have, you know, a lot of oxygen and whatnot, it, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna take it longer to break down as well. So, you know, it, it's helpful. Anything that that you uh, that is biodegradable that you can compost and kind of help the elements necessary to to break it down and turn it into dirt uh, quicker, uh, then that's you know that, that's a helpful thing. And they say people don't learn anything in colleges these days. Adam, <laughs> you certainly paid attention, and kudos to you, and kudos to everybody at the Rock Ranch for putting on this great event. It's actually one of Southeast Tourism Tourism Society's top twenty events in all of the land it's national pumpkin destruction day this saturday at the rock ranch in the rock georgia go to the rockranch.com for more info adam thank you very much for being our special guest on today's y'all show hey my pleasure thank you for letting people know that the rock ranch is down here and you know y'all come check us out for pumpkin destruction day and if you can't make it then come down and, and check out our christmas lights and hang out with santa claus or you know come if you're passing through on the way to florida we, we'd love for you to stop in and uh, you know and visit so got that calendar of events at therockranch.com so you can see what's going on throughout the year and um, we really appreciate your time and and remember smash it don't trash it, <laughs> smash there's, it. Also some, there's some peers around i mean we've got peers uh, in huntsville alabama that are doing a pumpkin destruction day now they they kind of learned from us uh, we got folks that we know, you know, up in other parts of the country that are that are doing uh, pumpkin smashing events. So hopefully we're starting a trend here. And, you know, 30 years ago, if somebody said they were going to recycle their Christmas tree, you'd, you'd call them crazy. And now everybody, you know, has has stations where they drop off their trees and turn them into mulch. So maybe we've started a trend like that with pumpkins and, uh, you know, we can we can do something productive, but also have a whole lot of fun doing it. So All thankful right. to, to have that opportunity and appreciate you talking with us. All right, Adam. Thank you very much with The Rock Ranch. And remember, smash it, don't trash it. 
The Y'all Show will continue next hour. We've got SEC football to talk about. Georgia, Kentucky, big one in the SEC East. And in the SEC West, the LSU Tigers welcome in Alabama. We'll preview all of that and much more on the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. Technology Truths, brought to you by GEICO. Technology Truths. Truth, you have 14 login passwords, and you can't remember any of them. Doug 1, Doug 2, Doug is awesome. Doug is awesome, 1, 2, 3. Truth, it's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at GEICO.com. Doug is super cool, ampersand, underscore, exclamation point, exclamation point, 1985. Knew it. GEICO, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hour two of today's show continues. Welcome back to Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. I'm John Rawl. You can find us on the World Wide Web at y'all.com. And on that website, go there right now and you'll see the link to the Y'all Show where you'll be able to surf the archives as we're about to hit episode 100 tomorrow. It's going to be a big party here on the Y'all Show. We're only at episode 99 today, man. We're about to cross into three triple-digit factor, so we'll have that tomorrow, but all of our past shows are available for free download. Go to y'all.com, go into iTunes Podcast, and search for all the incredible lineup of guests that we've had since our launch in June of this year. So we have that going on. You can reach us here at 803-816-1170. That's the direct line to text us with a question or comment. We'd love to hear from you. Here on this show that's all about the South. In just a few minutes here on the program, we're going to talk SEC football as LSU and Alabama tangle for a right to take the lead in the SEC West. Meanwhile, on the other side of the SEC, Kentucky and Georgia meet. And honestly, the winner of that game will be playing for the SEC championship. Who would have thought that the first weekend in November will decide who's going to win the SEC East? But that's exactly what fate has provided us here this weekend at Kroger Field, Lexington, Kentucky. Big Blue Nation welcomes in the Georgia Bulldogs and the biggest game in Kentucky, at least in a couple of weeks. Now, it may be the biggest game they've ever had. Kentucky has a chance to go to the SEC Championship. Let that sink in. Okay, it's sunk in. So we'll have that. Plus, it's not SEC related, but we'll start our sports talk off in a few minutes with the passage of Willie McCovey. He died yesterday legendary San Francisco Giants baseball player, member of the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, and he died at the age of 80, and McCovey was a native of Mobile, Alabama. So we'll have info on this giant, literally, of baseball in just a few minutes here on the Y'all Show. 
Right now, we turn our attention to the world of books and what we call by the book. Now, here on the Y'all Show, we have plenty of sports talk. We have plenty of talk about country music and music. We have business news and notes. Well, we know that a lot of you like books. And so we like to put our big old Y'all spotlight on the world of books when we get a chance. So today, in our by the book, we've got about seven selections for you to go look for potentially buy get it on your kindle however you like to read books these days go to your local bookstore if you've got one close by that may have some of these selections and support our great southern authors and other books that may not be southern but just are out there for you to broaden the mind with a good book and our first book comes from author kiese layman now this is a book called heavy it came out just about two weeks ago it's called heavy an american memoir and it's been shortlisted for the Andrew Carnegie Medal and Kirkus Prize finalist. And it's a provocative memoir where this essayist and novelist, Kiese Lehman, explores what the weight of a lifetime of secrets, lies, and deception does to a black body, a black family, and a nation teetering on the brink of moral collapse. Probably not the lightest reading out there for you, but yeah, very heavy, That's a very good name for this book by Mr. Lehman, and you can check it out. He's a guy who's kind of been in academia for a while, Kiese Lehman. He was born and raised in Jackson, Mississippi, and he is the Otterly Schillig Professor of English and Creative Writing at the University of Mississippi in Oxford, and he's been the author of the novel Long Division and a collection of essays. So he's got his memoir out now, Heavy. Check it out if you want some heavy reading from this Mississippi native, and this book again came out October 16th on hardcover. So good job there, Layman, for getting a book out there just in time for the holidays. Another book for you to check out is called Book of the Just, Book 3 of the Bohemian Trilogy from author Dana Chambly Carpenter. After centuries of searching, Mouse now has everything she's ever wanted within her reach, a normal life, a lover, a brother, what will she risk to keep them? Okay, this is a book that, yeah, yeah, I don't know how you would describe this thing, but it's out there right now, and it's on the Pegasus Books imprint from this author, Dana Champley Carpenter, and she's the author of the short fiction that appeared in the Arkansas Review, and her debut novel, Bohemian Gospel, won Killer Nashville's 2014 Claymore Award, different kind of read from this author Dana Chambly Carpenter and she's also been the author of Book of the Just and she has done a lot from her writing perch in Nashville which is where she lives. She teaches creative writing and American lit at a private university in Nashville. Could be uh, could be let's see Vanderbilt, could be Lipscomb, could be Belmont. There's Trevecca there so doesn't say which one that she teaches at but she's a Nashville-based author and been a short fiction author as well. And this her book, Book of the Just, Book 3 of the Bohemian Trilogy. So it's Book 3, I guess. There's been two other books from author Dana Chambly Carpenter out right now. A little bit of a different read for you. Now to the book, a novel called Waiting for Eden from Elliot Ackerman. And this is a book, again, a novel from the National Book Award finalist. And this is a breathtakingly spare and shattering new novel that traces the intersection of three star-crossed lives. I sound like the guy that reads the movie trailers. 
Eden Malcolm lies in a bed, unable to move or to speak, imprisoned in his own mind. His wife Mary spends every day on the sofa in his hospital room. He has never even met their young daughter, and he will never again see the friend and fellow soldier who didn't make it back home and who narrates the novel. But on Christmas, the one day Mary is not at his bedside, Eden's reordered consciousness comes flickering alive. Oh, I can't have stand it. Somebody get me this book right now. Again, this is a book out from author Elliot Ackerman, and he divides his time between New York and Washington, D.C. His author also penned the books Waiting for Eden, Dark at the Crossing, which was a finalist for the National Book Award, and Green on Blue. Guy's been busy writing books, and this one here came out September 25th, Waiting for Eden, a novel from Elliot Ackerman, a National Book Award finalist. All right. Now, this is a World War I-inspired book called The Winter Soldier from author Daniel Mason, and it's a national bestseller. So it says, Vienna, 1914. Lucius is a 22-year-old medical student when World War I explodes across Europe. Enraptured by romantic tales of battlefield surgery, he enlists, expecting a position at a well-organized field hospital. But when he arrives at a commandeered church tucked away high in a remote valley of the Carpathian Mountains, he finds a freezing outpost ravaged by typhus. The other doctors have fled, and only a single mysterious nurse named Sister Marguerite remains. This is a book called The Winter Soldier from author Daniel Mason. Now, that one seems one that I would be interested in. Mason is a physician and the author of the novels The Piano Tuner and A Far Country, and his work's now been translated into 28 languages and adapted for opera and theater. He's been he's received a fellowship from the National Endowment of the Arts, and he is a clinical assistant professor currently of psychiatry at Stanford University in Palo Alto, California. And he also teaches courses in humanity and in medicine. So uh, this book here, at 336 pages in length, The Winter Soldier from Daniel Mason. And we're only now that we're in November, we're only 10 days away from Armistice Day, November 11th, 1918. 100 years ago is when World War I came to a screeching halt. And we'll be telling you much more about that. I've kind of become a a little bit of a, a novice on World War One. I've always appreciated any military conflict, especially American military conflict, but this has been a, a mystery, this war and, and this book out with that war in mind, The Winter Soldier. And, of course, this is a fictional book, but, man, the, the real-life story of World War One was amazing and, and really influenced our country then and still continues to influence our world today. The Middle East was an offshoot of lines drawn at the conclusion of World War One, So keep that in mind. If you want a good book, maybe any book about World War, World War One, and there were some good ones. There were some great authors that came about from Hemingway. Even William Faulkner is a World War One veteran, and he didn't serve in the U.S. William Faulkner actually went to Canada and was part of the Canadian effort there during World War One. Here's a book called A Long Line of Cakes, and it is out right now from author Deborah Wiles. And Emmeline Cake has five brothers, four dogs, and a family that can't stay put. The Cake family travels from place to place, 
setting up bakeries in communities that need them. Then, just when Emma feels settled in the new in with new friends, they move again. This is a looks like a fun book you could check out. Wiles is the author of the picture book Freedom Summer and three novels Love Ruby Lavender, The Aurora County All Stars, and Each Little Bird That Sings, and which was a National Book Award finalist. Deborah lives in Atlanta, Georgia, and her website is DebraWiles.com if you want to know more. This is kind of a kind of a picture book, cartoonish in its nature, but it's called A Long Line of Cakes. And it came out late August from Deborah Wiles. Another book. This is a book that's not even out yet. It comes out November 20th. But if you want to look at a book that's got really good photos, check out this book from Rachel Cobb. It's called Mistral. And Mistral, The Legendary Wind of Provence. Now, Provence is an area of southeastern France. Marseille is the biggest city in that part. It's down near Monaco. I know everybody knows where Monaco is there on the Mediterranean, which is actually not part of France, it's its own country. But yeah, this is a book where Rachel Cobb and Bill Buford go and do wonderful photos of the wind, the enormous wind that comes in in that part of France, sometimes gusting to 120 kilometers per hour, hurricane strength on the Buford wind force scale. And she's got a beautiful book that's coming out that kind of captures birds and the surf and more. Certainly the kind of book that will get your mind off the stress of American life of 2018. If you are able to get your hands on this one, go ahead and pre-order it. Free shipping, I know, is available at Amazon for this book. Rachel Cobb, Mistral, The Legendary Wind of Provence. And I hope I'm saying that right. I am French challenged, so I'm sure they probably have it more like or something like that. <laughs> Forgive me, I, uh, I'm i a German speaker. So, danke, vielen Dank, vielen Dank. All right, our last book, which also is not out yet, but is coming out soon. Now, this one is not German or French in nature. It is Southern in nature, and it's titled The Southern Living Party Cookbook, A Modern Guide to Gathering, and it comes from Elizabeth Highscale. And this is the essential guide to entertaining on every occasion, and it offers a fresh lineup of menus and ideas. They go to real-life people like a caterer in, in Mississippi, and they go get recipes from all over. Recipes like smoked salmon canopies, hot cheese squares, and Brandy Alexanders. Now, I don't have a clue what a Brandy Alexander is, so I guess I'm not refined enough. Forgive me, Elizabeth Highscale, for, for not knowing what the heck that is. I need to, I need to look that up, <laughs> but... But it looks like a good book, especially for a lady or a person that likes to cook in, in the kitchen. If you're looking for a, a gift for the holidays and it's someone that loves the South, loves to cook, this you, I don't think you can go wrong with the Southern Living Party Cookbook, A Modern Guide to Gathering. Now, the author, as we told you, uh, does a good job here. Elizabeth High School is a regular food contributor to the Today Show and is a seasoned caterer, chef, and culinary instructor known for her line of homegrown gourmet products, including her popular debutante farmer Bloody Mary mix. She has already authored one book called What Can I Bring? And she lives in Oxford, Mississippi with her family. She was born and raised in the Mississippi Delta, and she started her cooking journey with her mom and dad in their kitchen in the Delta and ended up going to the Viking Cooking School in Greenwood, Mississippi, and has turned that into a regular contributor spot on 
the Today Show, and she's also a regular on Sirius XM Radio. This book is 368 pages, and it's published by Southern Living. will be out November 20th. Check it out. Elizabeth High School and the Southern Living Party Cookbook, A Modern Guide to Gathering. And I can't believe that in 15 years of living in Oxford, I never ran across this person. Maybe she's a new newbie, and I've we we met each other. I was going, she was, I was leaving, she was coming to Oxford, but I would love to have met her because I could have definitely used a Southern Living style party during my time in North Mississippi. But that's a a great choice, and that wraps up our buy the book. Man, what great variety we had on today's y'all show with the cookbooks, the picture book, the photo book, and you had uh, an illustrated book there as well, and some fantasy type stuff yeah that's what we know here in y'all world that we we all like different things and so we we hope that one of those selections might be worth checking out when we come back on the y'all show we're going to check out sec football as we've got a huge game going on in death valley we've got a huge game going on at kroger field commonwealth stadium lexington kentucky and we've got the lowdown on all of it plus Former SEC head football coach Tommy Tuberville got a start as a head coach in Oxford, coaching a team called Ole Miss. Then he left them in the middle of the night, said he would never leave except in a pine box, and he somehow ends up coaching on the plains for the Auburn Tigers. Did that for a long time, won an SEC championship in 2004, should have won a national championship. Went on from there to coach at Texas Tech in Cincinnati. Well, he's got his own radio podcast type thing. We'll tell you about that. But he was a guest on our sister show this week, The Maroon and White Report, an all-Texas A&M Aggie show that our friend Gabe Bach produces. And we're going to go listen in later this hour to Tommy Tuberville talk to Gabe on Maroon and White Report. And one of the things he talks about is this weekend's Auburn versus Texas A&M game going on at Jordan-Hare Stadium. So we'll have all of that right ahead on the Y'all Show Talk with a Southern Accent. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com promo code 4646. Avant.com code 4646. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. 
This here is the story of Lawrence, who always wanted to play pro football. His parents supported his love of the game, sent him to special camps, and then in college, pro scouts came to a bunch of games where Lawrence was playing the trumpet at halftime. Yeah, Lawrence was never that good at football, gave up by the time he got to college. But he also learned how Geico could save him a lot of money on car insurance, so he switched and saved. So, this here story has a happy ending after all. Sounds from the Golden Band from Tiger Land, also known as the Louisiana State University Tiger Marching Band, and they have one heck of a game Saturday night in Death Valley as LSU welcomes in number one Alabama. And this is our SEC spotlight. We'll tell you about that matchup, plus a huge one on the SEC east side of the ledger going on at Kroger Field, Lexington, Kentucky. We'll tell you about that. Plus, we've got Tommy Tuberville coming up in just a few minutes. All kinds of SEC goodness. But out of respect to one of the South's greats, we lost yesterday Willie McCovey, the Alabama native born in Mobile, died at the age of 50. And, of course, a baseball Hall of Famer and a legendary player for the San Francisco Giants. He died peacefully at his home after battling ongoing health issues. He slugged 521 career home runs, and he played 19 of his 22 seasons with the Giants. Right when they moved to San Francisco, it was 1959 when he made his debut in the Bay playing for San Francisco. And he also played for the Oakland A's for a while and the San Diego Padres. Oddly, he played his whole career in California for major league teams. But most of his career, of course, was with the Giants. He was a six-time All-Star in 63, 66, and then from 68 to 71 was an All-Star. He was a National League MVP in 69 and the Rookie of the Year when he got started in 1959. And just a tremendous force on the baseball diamond, and we lost him yesterday at age 80. Again, born in Mobile, Alabama, was the seventh child of 10 born to Frank and Esther McCovey and went on to be a baseball legend, number 44, which was retired by the San Francisco Giants back in 1980, Willie McCovey. Now to our SEC spotlight, and let's look at what the standings show for the Southeastern Conference. And this weekend, on the west side of things, no doubt about it, it's the game of the year, LSU and Alabama. Now, Coach Ed Orgeron, Hold on, hold on. I can't I can't say his name without saying Go Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> I can't get it right. I, I need to have his voice on standby. Go Tigers. Now that's that's not it. Go Tigers. That's that's a little closer. Ed or Ed Go Tigers Orgeron. 
Oh, man. he Is he not fun? Is it not great to have him as a head coach in the SEC? You know, I go back with Coach O when he got started in 2005 in Oxford, and that was a disaster, as, it, as I've said here before. Not his fault. He should never have been picked to be the head coach. That was not his fault. That was Pete Boone and Robert Kayak making him the head coach when he shouldn't have been. But he got it, his feet wet in the SEC West back then. I think the most wins he had was a four and eight season, perhaps. I think he went three and nine, four and eight, and then three and nine again and got canned. And Houston Nutt came in. But now that he's in his native Louisiana coaching LSU, his dream job, he's putting everything he's got into that job. And I, I think he's going to do well. Now, LSU fans are not going to let him be down there in, until he, unless he beats Alabama soon, okay? No matter how good they are or how close they come, LSU wants to be one of the best teams in college football. And you can't be one of the best teams in college football if you can't win your division. And it's time for LSU to cash in on the SEC West. Is that going to happen this weekend? I would probably guess no. Alabama's a force. They are an absolute force. But this will be their biggest challenge. You actually might see Tua Tiagviola play more than two quarters in this one. And I don't know if he'll be able to handle it. I mean, the guys had it easy all year long, Skipper and the LSU Tigers, or Skipper and the Alabama Crimson Tide. And when he goes and faces off against LSU, it's, it's going to be a tough one. Saturday night in Death Valley, as LSU and Alabama, it's the CBS game at nighttime, prime time, as these two foes face off. And then LSU comes in number three in the college football playoff reveal this week. They are number three. Alabama number one, Clemson two, and LSU three. So it's a top three matchup in the SEC West between the Tide and the Tigers. And, of course, LSU lost that game in the swamp a couple of weeks ago. So they're a 4-1 and one in the conference while Alabama's 5-0. and oh. Now looking at the rest of the West, the rest of the West, A&M's 3-2 and two, and they are currently in third place. Mississippi State 2-3 and three, and they go to Auburn this weekend by the way and Auburn 2-3 and three as well so you'll have a battle there of West foes. The Rebels from Mississippi are 1-3 and three, and Arkansas checks in at 0-5. Oh I see Arkansas going over this year. They won one conference game last year, got rid of Belima, and I think they're destined for eight conference losses this year. I could be wrong, but yeah, they're 0-5 right now in Fayetteville. SEC East, okay, we've been bragging about how great this Alabama-LSU game is. Well, they've got one heck of a game lined up for you in Lexington as Georgia's on the road, ranked six, and they take on number nine in the playoff stands, at least the number nine Kentucky Wildcats, a top ten clash in the SEC East. And the winner will emerge as SEC East champs, or at least they win all the tiebreakers when it's all said and done. And the reason for that is Georgia and Kentucky both kind of wrap up SEC play, I think, next week. And because Kentucky's still got to play a non-conference foe in Louisville, Georgia's still got to play Georgia Tech. So I know we only have a couple of weeks left in the season, but we'll know this weekend who's going to represent the East in Atlanta. And that's amazing to even say that. And what's even more amazing that I'm saying Kentucky has a legitimate chance to play for the SEC football championship. Well, they've had a good season. You know, the only loss they've had was that close one 
in overtime, a game they should have won. I'll be honest with you. I don't know why Stoops got tricky and got a little cute down in overtime in College Station. They ended up losing that game to the Aggies. And so they ride into this game at home, 7-1, and one, same record as Georgia, and both are identical. 7-1 and one overall, 5-1 and one SEC East, or SEC, SEC rather, in this SEC East battle at Kroger Field. So the winner emerging as the champ, and the, I guess the, the runner-up gets a, a, a nice honorable mention in the standings. The Florida Gators are 4-2 in the SEC and 6-2 and overall. Of course, they really had an opportunity last week with Georgia at the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, but Georgia came storming back in the second half and got a, a rather easy win when it was all said and done over Florida. The Gamecocks are 3-3. Three and three. They've got a road game in Oxford. We'll tell you about momentarily this weekend. Vandy 1-4. and four. What a great win by the Doors in Fayetteville last week. And Vanderbilt 4-5. and five. So they need two more wins to get bowl eligible. I don't know if they're going to be able to pull that off or not. 4-5 and five are the Doors. The Vols 1-4 after losing to South Carolina last week. And 3-5 and five overall. They've got work to be done if they want to go to some postseason action. And the Missouri Tigers, I, I don't I don't think this team's that bad. They're four and four and arguably won against Kentucky. Now, if you saw the game, of course, Kentucky got the walk-off win as the clock had already expired. A lot of people say Missouri was robbed in that game. And and there's a definite case that could be made that Mizzou was robbed. Uh, depends on how you want to look at the official, the way he threw the flag for interference. But Missouri Four and four overall, but they are zero and four in SEC play, and they've they've been burnt this year in conference play, at least. Not only by Kentucky. Remember that game they had against South Carolina? They had that one won. Their kicker kicked, I think, a fifty-seven yard field goal with about a minute left, right after all the storms came through. Not Como, but Columbia, South Carolina, Co SC, famously hot Columbia, South Carolina, and. Somehow South Carolina got down the field quickly and got a winning field goal of their own. But the Tigers are, are yet to find a win in SEC play. Good news for them, they wrap up the season against the Arkansas Razorbacks, and I'm sure Missouri will be the favorite to win that contest when those teams meet up at the end of the season. And I'm sure they have some kind of trophy, I assume, for this new rivalry created for Missouri because Arkansas is their closest team in, in that part of the world, and so they've got that annual game going on now, and that's why Texas A&M shifted to be South Carolina's permanent cross-divisional opponent, and now Arkansas plays Mizzou as a cross-divisional opponent each and every year. The schedule for this weekend in the SEC, as mentioned, the Auburn Tigers welcome in the number 20 Texas A&M Aggies to Jordan-Hare. This is the early kick on ESPN this week, and will Texas A&M Rebound from last week's game at Mississippi State. They they fell apart. They let Nick Fitzgerald of Mississippi State run all over them in the second half, and they just didn't have an answer to Nick Fitzgerald, who's been an Aggie killer. And the Aggies now going into Jordan-Hare with Auburn, which enjoyed an open week last week, having a chance to get a win and, and get a little bit more closer to a, a bowl game and get some redemption. You know, the Gus Bus, some people say were – was running off the rails, and can they get a home win and an important SEC West win at Jordan-Hare this weekend? 
This is a matchup first time since 2008. The South Carolina Gamecocks will be going to Vault Hemingway Stadium for a game against the Mississippi Land Sharks. And I think Will Muschap, he's going to, a lot's going to be determined about his future. If he can't go to a place like Oxford with a team that did get a win last week at home against Tennessee, if he can't back that up with a win against a average, you know, Mississippi is not a bad team. They're just not a great team. They're kind of a mirror image of South Carolina. And if Muschamp can't go on the road with an 11 o'clock central kick on the SEC network and keep the magic going for a second week and get a win, I don't know how good he's going to be in Columbia because he's already disappointed many with the start of the season. I thought South Carolina had a legitimate chance to knock off Georgia and could be this year's Kentucky. Kentucky could end up being the SEC East champ. And one of the reasons for that, the, the Wildcats have beaten South Carolina five consecutive years. This goes back to even when Spurrier was coaching the Gamecocks. They've beaten the Gamecocks five straight years. And they take football seriously in Columbia, South Carolina. And they are definitely taking it seriously in Lexington, Kentucky now. But prior to the last year or two, it was an afterthought. It's all about that other sport on campus. Well, Kentucky, with their nice position they find themselves in, they have emerged as a better team than South Carolina. And so the Gamecocks really need to get this win. And Matt Luke and the Sharks, well, they, they, they're not going to a bowl. They've already you know been handed down their verdict for the year with a probation. But for the fans, if they can just get out of that grove and go cheer on the fish, there may be a win for you this weekend as the Reb Bear Sharks have, well, they've got Texas A&M left on the schedule, Vanderbilt and Mississippi State. This could be the only win for them if, if they're eyeing realistically the schedule. Mississippi State looking real good. Vanderbilt after Arkansas, and that game's in Nashville. I don't know if that Matt Luke can get a team fired up for a road trip there. And then they've got the Aggies in College Station. So this could be the the fishes, the, the fish, fish eye, whatever the plural for a fish is, the Sharkies' last chance this weekend. The Missouri Tigers are at Florida. That is a 3 o'clock, a 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 Central kick on the SEC Network. Dan Mullen looking to rebound after the embarrassment in Jacksonville last week. Tennessee's out of the conference. The Vols have a 4 o'clock Neyland Stadium time kick at home against the UNC Charlotte 49ers. Can the Pruitt team get back on the winning side of the ledger after a high hiatus the last few weeks against Alabama and South Carolina? Losing, that is, those couple of weeks, we will find out. The Mississippi State Bulldogs are also playing out of conference as they welcome in the Bulldogs, Skip Holtz, and the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs ride in from Ruston for a game at Davis Wade Stadium. That is a 6.30 Starkville time kick on the SEC Network. And then, as we said earlier, the big game, in the conference features, well, there's two big games. you got the CBS game at 3.30 Eastern between Kentucky and Georgia. And then the primetime game on CBS is going to be LSU hosting Alabama. That is a 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 Central kick on CBS from Tiger Stadium. So a lot of great football action going on this weekend. And this, this, this is no doubt the best weekend we've seen in college football, at least on the SEC side, in a long time. And I really think LSU can win. I, 
I, I know we'll, we'll be having we'll have General Gridiron on Friday's show, and he'll give us his perspective on this big matchup, not only LSU but also Georgia Kentucky. But I really feel like LSU's primed and ready for for this game. They they know how big a win would be for their program. And this has been the nemesis for LSU. LSU's been able to knock off the Auburns in the last few years. They did it this year. They've been able to take care of the Mississippi schools on a regular occurrence. Of course, they can beat A&M. They can take care of Arkansas without a problem. They can beat Florida, usually. They didn't do it this year, but they usually can beat Florida. So the real test and the real progress report is Alabama. And Les Miles couldn't get it done, and that's not the only reason he got shown the door in Baton Rouge, but it was part of the reason. And, of course, we know it. this is a personal game for LSU. LSU's biggest rival is probably what was Ole Miss, now the University of Mississippi Landsharks, okay? Historically, that is who they are matched up with, and Tulane in state. I, I miss that rivalry. I'd like to see Tulane and LSU play every year. Maybe we can make that happen. LSU fans ought to like that. Be a, it should be a win. But because of Nick Saban's history being a coach of LSU, leading the Tigers to the 2003 National Championship, and then skipping town, going to the Miami Dolphins, and then instead of coming back to Baton Rouge, where does he end up? At the rival Alabama. And what he's done in Tuscaloosa is a fairy tale. I mean, it's too good to be true. But he's done it through hard work, and the guy's just a great coach. So that has to really, really fire up LSU fans even more. It's not just because it's Alabama. It's because it's your coach who, that could have been you, LSU. You could have been the ones winning five championships in the last ten years or whatever the number is. I mean, it's been so many, we've all lost count. That's what a, what a statement for Nick Saban. So this game definitely... As they say in the SEC, it just means more. And it certainly means a hell of a lot to LSU fans when they play Alabama. And they better win this weekend or else you're going to see the heat turn up on Coach Ed Orgeron. And he might find himself along a P-Row in LaRose, Louisiana sooner than later if he doesn't solve the Alabama problem at LSU. Okay. When we come back, another former head coach in Oxford, Mississippi, not Ed Orgeron, but Tommy Tuberville was on a sister show of ours this week. The Maroon and White Report in College Station, Texas, is a great show all about Texas A&M. And that host, Gabe Bach, did a great interview with Coach Tommy Tuberville. And we've got a portion of that coming your way next as we round out our SEC Spotlight here on the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Talk with a Southern accent. Are you putting your retirement savings in a 401k, IRA, or investment account? Then I have one word of advice. Stop. 
Many experts warn of a stock market crash any day now. And if it's anything like the last two crashes, you could lose 50% or more of your hard-earned savings in the Wall Street casino. Can you afford to lose half of your retirement savings again? Hey, you don't have to lose a penny because there's a better, safer way to save for retirement. And you can learn all about it in a free report. This is the report Wall Street and big banks desperately hope you never see. Why? Because this method continues to grow your money even when the market tumbles. It lets you take back control of your money and finances and it gives you penalty free access to your savings plus it beats the pants off any 401k or ira these are uncertain times so get the information you need today to guarantee your retirement security to get this free report go to bankonyourself.com right now that's bankonyourself.com bankonyourself.com i can't believe it that we're playing four and four basketball with a barbershop quartet Pass the ball, pass the rock, we're open, just pass the ball. No, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with GEICO. Believe it, GEICO could save you 15% or more on car insurance. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. I am not a fan of the Auburn Tigers, but I am a fan of that song right there, War Eagle, played by the Auburn University Marching Band here on our SEC Spotlight. Welcome back to the Y'all Show, War Eagle. Everybody, War Eagle, I, I don't care if you're a Tide fan. Let me hear you. Come on, come on. War Eagle. Come, it's got to be fun if you're, an, if you're an Alabama fan. I know they're your rival, but it's kind it's a great thing to say. War Eagle. And you can say it, Alabama fans, because remember, last year, Auburn beat you. So you can say it as a tribute to Auburn's great win. But then you got the ultimate revenge because you beat Georgia and won a national championship. Auburn lost to UCF. So War Eagle, you can kind of say it back. So War Eagle, everybody. Now, Tommy Tuberville, Mr. Pine Box. Mr. Pine Box, Coach Tommy Tuberville. Remember? Back in 1995, this guy came out of nowhere to become the head coach of the Ole Miss Rebels. He had been an assistant for a long time and had been Miami, was at Texas A&M. He was a native of Arkansas, played football at the Southern Arkansas Mule Riders, I think is there. Yeah, he played for the Southern Arkansas Mule Riders. Go Riders! Ended up getting to be head coach in 1995 in Oxford. And Skipper, the Rebels, to a couple of good seasons. Went to the Motor City Bowl, one of the great wins for Ole Miss as they'd been on probation and such. And uh, got the win there in Detroit over Marshall. Randy Moss was playing for the 
heard in that game. And he got them a win that followed up the next year with a, a ho-hum year. Said he wouldn't leave Oxford except in a pine box. But lo and behold, he skips town and goes to Auburn. And had a rough go of it at start when he started out in Auburn. But ended up having good seasons. Highlighted in 2004 by a 13-0 season and an SEC championship. Won the Sugar Bowl and absolutely should have been playing for a national championship. That's the year USC and Oklahoma played and Auburn got left out. Auburn ended up finished a number two in the country, but should have been a national championship. I think Auburn should claim that one. If they don't, they should. But 2004, great year for Coach Tuberville and the Tigers. And remember, he beat Alabama. Was it? I lost so many. Was it six years in a row? If it wasn't five, it was six. But he beat the Crimson Tide. It was unbelievable. The thumb. Remember the whole thumb thing? They beat him so many times. And then came a guy named Nick Saban. Tuberville goes to Texas Tech for three years, and then he goes to Cincinnati for another four years. And his final year coaching was in 2016, a 4-8 campaign for the Bearcats. Now, he's kind of been out of coaching for a while. Uh, last year, this year, he's got his own show called Coach Talk. And it is on the Backroads Sports Network. You can go to the website wearebackroads.com and listen to Coach Tommy Tuberville do this show weekdays 9 to noon. Hear Coach Talk with Coach Tommy Tuberville as he broadcasts from Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Hey, living the good life on the Emerald Coast. I'm quite envious of you, Coach Tuberville. Well, he was a guest this week on our sister show for Aggie fans called Maroon and White Report. And let's hear Coach Tommy Tuberville for a few minutes talk about college football and things like this weekend's matchup between the Aggies and the Auburn Tigers on the Plains. Here's Coach Tuberville talking to show host Gay Bach on the Maroon White Report. It's going to be all about recruiting uh, for Jimbo because, uh, you know, I, I loved it Art, with RC. I'd, I'd always, RC, I said, you think we ought to go out of state and, and take one or two players? No, no, we're gonna play. With, we're gonna play with guys from Texas. So I said, "You got it." I said, "You've been successful," and he's a Hall of Fame coach. He knows what he's doing. So uh, I hope that's what Jimbo does, and and you know, just digs digs in deep. I think you got Texas on their heels. I hear that you know they're supposed to be better this year. I don't think they're much better. I think I think that I think the whole Big Twelve has come down a notch to Texas. I don't think Texas has gone up to them. Hmm. So that being that being said, I, I think that uh, it's it's a perfect situation for Jimbo to come in with a new staff and and turn this thing around big time. Yeah, yeah, the timing is good, no doubt. Tommy Tuberville with us on the Mac Resource Computers Hotline. How about Auburn? What's your thoughts? You know that program very well. What do you think about their up and down season right now, Tommy? Well, yeah, they're in a tailspin. You know that, and and I knew last year when they give Gus that huge contract, and I, Gus and our friends, and I, I just think they did a misjustice to, to him. By giving him that much money, after you know his SEC uh, record is not that great. He, he he caught it a perfect storm. You know he actually beat Georgia and Alabama, and yep. got a new president coming in. And the president was only there for those couple of games. He saw all the hoopla, and he thinks you know we got to keep this guy. And you know it's so tough, you know, at a school like Auburn to to uphold that type of contract. But that being said, I think they're I think they're getting a little bit better. They're no, they're, they're no good on the old line. Uh, they stink, and uh, uh, you know that's just that's that's the only way you can put it. They yeah. they've been hurt. I think I hated open dates as a head coach because I thought you lost your continuity, and I wanted our guys to just stay in that rhythm and routine 
but my goodness, they needed an open date because they were so beat up with the running backs and the offensive line. The quarterback was taking a beating. I think it might help them. Uh, but that being said, uh, I don't know what Auburn team you're going to get, to be honest with you. I'm going to the game myself. I, I like, I'll go to about three games a year, and this is my last game I'll go to. I think this will, I think you'll, you're going to get a good Auburn team. You're going to get a team that's going to be really flying around on defense. They're good on defense. This is a close, if you look at the stats, this is about as close as it comes to two teams in the SEC that got good players. Uh, at a lot of positions, but they're trying to find their way around. Yeah. So I, I think this is going to be a one-touchdown game either way. Tubbs, what about the quarterbacks? They'll be linked for a while if you really dive into kind of their stories. And Stidham made it very clear at SEC Media Days this year he wanted to go to A&M, and he, he tried to be recruited a second time by A&M when he decided to leave Baylor. Mon was committed to Baylor when Stidham was at Baylor, and then they both reopened their recruitments and – Mon chose A&M, and then Stidham was looking for a play. It looked like Mon might have gone to Auburn had Stidham been recruited by A&M and had signed. So they're kind of linked in a lot of ways. When you look at them on the field, uh, who, who do you think's got the edge in this game? You know, it's amazing. Ten years ago, you couldn't find a, a great quarterback from Texas. Once they started to spread offense, yep. I mean, now they're just everywhere. They're everywhere because of the seven-on-sevens that are played in that state. I think you develop a lot more quarterbacks, but uh, – uh, Kevin Mond, the thing I think he has the edge is because he can run. I mean, so look, look what he did. He he rushed for 100 yards. I think it was right at 100 yards against Alabama. Yep. Well, nobody does that. And uh, I think that gives them a – if you've got a quarterback that can move and make a big play out of a bad play when nobody's blocked or anything, especially in the SEC with the great defenses, it gives you an edge. From our sister show, Maroon and White Report, you go to crmsports.com and learn more about all this Aggie Show has to offer great show, great college football talk from our friend Gay Bach, host of that show on stations across Texas. And again, go to crmsports.com and you can listen to that show and that interview in its entirety and get fired up for Texas A&M football. Well, thank you for listening to the Y'all Show today. It's been a blast talking about college football, talking about books, and talking about this weekend's National Pumpkin Destruction Day going on in The Rock, Georgia. <laughs> We covered all, y'all. This is the Y'all Show. On Friday's Y'all Show, we'll have General Gridiron. We'll have all the hashtag hullabaloo fun and more. Talk with a southern accent. That's what we do here each and every day. This is the Y'all Show. We'll see you tomorrow. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Technology Truths, brought to you by GEICO. Technology.
Truth, you have 14 login passwords, and you can't remember any of them. Doug 1, Doug 2, Doug is awesome. Doug is awesome, 1, 2, 3. Truth, it's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at Geico.com. Doug is super cool and percent underscore exclamation point, exclamation point, 1985. Knew it. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.